Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. If you are unwilling, the following content may not be suitable. is my mother the lizard person another podcast with a title that you'll eventually abbreviate so this is mmtlp and it's episode one mm, tlp oh i don't know what that means <laughs> we're gonna talk about jk rowling hitler's love child and the nazi sources of harry potter and also an alien reptile cult and the midwest mothman not to mention alex jones has offered $1 million as a reward while the FBI investigates child pornography that was planted on the InfoWars servers. Crack open a spiked seltzer, everybody, because it's getting fun. <laughs> so, like I said, uh, Alien Reptile Cult. Um, this information was just pulled from one article. Uh, it's not a deep dive into it, although I think we should, um, especially into the quote-unquote cult leader. Maybe future episodes, because it's definitely interesting. Um, yeah, so this article is called Alien Reptile Cult Link to Murder, which was posted on the Mail Tribune and written by Kyle Swenson of the Washington Post on Tuesday, June 11th, 2019. Ooh. Washington Post. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. So, this goes back to a 911 call, which was placed on July 15th of 2017. Uh, the woman... Who called was 44-year-old Barbara Rogers from Coolbog. Coolbog or Bog? Bog Coolbog. Okay. Coolbog Township in Pennsylvania. <laughs> when the police arrived uh, at the trailer, they found her boyfriend. It was 32-year-old Stephen Minow or Minio. Doesn't fish. matter. Little, little fish. Well, he's dead anyway, so it doesn't matter. But anyways, he was <laughs> shot in the head, close range by a 45 caliber bullet um, in his forehead. Uh, Barbara was arrested on scene, and she was later charged with her boyfriend's murder. 
So, when I was reading this article, there's a lot of backstory to a lot of things, and it's also getting a little confusing. But, um, the story doesn't end there. Uh, there's a bit of a weird backstory involving an extraterrestrial cult, quote-unquote cult, uh, that the couple was a part of. Uh, during her trial, uh, Barbara claimed that the couple got, ca got caught up in a disagreement with the leader of the cult, Sherry Schreiner. So you familiar with Sherry? I can't keep names straight Yeah. sometimes, and I, I kind of felt like I was. You know, I've, I've definitely heard of her name before. Um, so, a bit of a backstory on Sherry. Um, according to the article, she claimed herself to be the servant, prophet, ambassador, daughter, and messenger of the Most High God, and believes a new world order is threatening humanity, an evil conspiracy hatched by aliens and other beings. I want that weed. <laughs> I wonder if she'd listen to our podcast, though. I mean, just by that description, <laughs> considering our podcast is called My Mother the Lizard Person. I feel like our name's gonna get us an in with probably crazier people than that. I don't know. I don't know how crazy she is, but... Uh, nope, I like those words. Words <laughs> that bother people. <laughs> so, I did a little bit of digging on her website, and right now if you just search on Google her name, Sherry Schreiner, you're going to find a lot of articles relating to this, because it was, you know, most recent news. Um, but I went to her Twitter, and then I found her website, which is just her name, SherryShriner.com. Um, I briefly went through it, maybe spent maybe five, ten minutes on there, just kind of looking at her content, what it's all about. Uh, we couldn't find any mentions of a cult or her being a leader of said cult or any sort of following. Uh, it just looked like a normal, you know, quote-unquote conspiracy theorist website. Uh, so there's just links to her articles. She has podcasts. Uh, I believe she goes live at least every day, like Monday to Friday or something like that. Um, she has videos on YouTube, etc. Uh, mostly the articles that she has are about New World Order plans to abolish Christianity, um, Bible prophecies, satanic agenda themed videos. And yeah, so... So YouTube Saturday nights? Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, back to the disagreement, which um, also, like I said before, this whole thing, there's a lot of backstory to it. Um, Steven, uh, he's been a fan of Sherry's writings and videos since the early 2000s. And um, during an interview uh, with the NJ.com uh, in July 2017, uh, NJ.com is just a New Jersey news site, uh, Sherry told them that she believed Barbara was a vampire witch reptilian super soldier. Uh, so, finding out this information, Stephen and Barbara, as we know, were in a relationship, and that put them at odds with uh, Schreiner's teachings. So, this was based, um, or, sorry, Sherry's observations, rather, about Barbara were based on some of Barbara's Facebook posts, uh, which claimed that she was craving red meat and steak tartare. Uh, Sherry believes that any the consumption of red meat was a sign that a person was actually a reptilian. Uh, so I am. Um... Yeah, same. Hmm. So, that's Things make more sense, I suppose. Well, I mean, if your mom's a lizard person, is your mom? I mean, I don't live with my biological mother. You've never even looked her in her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So naturally, Sherry and Stephen, or sorry, Sherry warned Stephen his girlfriend was possessed by a vampire demon. Like I said with my, you know, opinion about their website, uh, Sherry Schreiner's website, doesn't really get a cult vibe, but obviously she was in contact with Steven, maybe because he was a long-time fan since the early 2000s. I'm going to assume 
that they spun the word cult because, oh no, she taught people these things that seem crazy to me, the person who writes articles for mm. a news site. And she taught these post. things to people, and now these people think them, and that must be the definition of a cult. Yeah. So, now... Let Charlie hear about that. <laughs> oh, get ready for Charlie. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> so, this gets a little confusing. Um, according to Barbara, after Stephen's death, she told investigators that Stephen began to believe that Sherry was, in fact, a, a reptilian masquerading as a human being. And I'm assuming that is probably based on what Sherry said about Barbara being a, what was it, vampire witch reptilian super soldier? <laughs> he just wasn't happy about that. Um, and the night of Stephen's death, the couple was out drinking in a bar until 2 a.m. Uh, they went home, which home was a trailer park, and what not that, that has anything that, to do with anything. That, yeah, see, what's more <laughs> offensive? Me calling her crazy? <laughs> which is basically just a lazy way of saying a bunch of things that could be a compliment or an insult. I'll just let you know. Trailer park. I live in a trailer park. Paint a picture. <laughs> exactly. So, Stephen um, was still distraught about his fallout with Sherry, uh, so he grabbed his gun and pressed it to his head and forced Barbara to pull the trigger. That was the, the part of the situation that was like, huh, interest. Well, <laughs> I don't know what that says about me. That's the part that was interesting out of all of this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, any of the, the very thematic words of reptilian or go on <laughs> uh, yeah so basically the article goes on to conclude that barbara claimed and she didn't know the gun was loaded and was not in control of the situation um so she was found um she was, or rather she was charged with third degree murder which unlike first degree charge third degree does not require intent to kill but the defendant does have to have knowledge that their conduct was life-threatening so if that is the true story it makes sense why she was charged with third degree um, and also with that, it, it uh, carries a lesser prison sentence, which uh, the family of Stephen obviously wasn't too happy about. Um, she was receiving a minimum of 15 years to a max of 40. So that was that. And, yeah, what are your thoughts? I don't understand. They say she changed her story multiple times before they mm -hmm. arrived at that point. That does kind of make sense. So there's that little bit. I was more interested in, like, when I first read the article, I was like, like a cult leader. That's pretty yeah. neat. So I, you know, wanted to kind of go to her website because there's quotes uh, in the article off her website as well. Um, the one, like, claiming she's a sort of prophet, etc. So definitely wanted to check that out. And like I said, it just seems like a normal you know, conspiracy theorist website or alternative news. She has a bunch of books, like articles, a whole whack of websites too, which is interesting. She has a link on her web, uh, her website of maybe about 15 different websites she owns as well, well which also website. might be why you might if kind of be um, familiar with her too. Part of me thought it was because I heard around Freeman. Or something of that sort, because if you look her up, one of the things that comes up is stuff on Etsy and stuff like that for Orgone. Okay. And I know Freeman's had people on there talking about uh, Orgone energy. I don't know. Someone's talked about her or had her on. Yeah. But it didn't come up when I tried to search while you were talking. 
I'm definitely familiar with a few things that she uh, talks about and whatnot. And yeah, it's just, I mean, I think you nailed it when you said a bit about the cult there and how that's kind of spun that way. But yeah, I think the Steven guy might little have fish. some little fish. <laughs> Aww. I think he might have some maybe mental issues for sure. Or disorders. Whatever way you want to politically correctly say that. Instabilities. I don't know. Because um, even, you know, you know, if the story was true, Barbara was telling the truth about what happened. You know. That's, that's pretty crazy to hold a, a gun up to your own head and make someone shoot you. And kind of going back and forth between, you know, what Cherry said about Barbara and then believing someone that he was, uh, you know, we'll say looking up to or at least enjoyed her content and believed her content from the early 2000s onward to be not who she said she was. This is true. And there's no, like, that was the other thing too is obviously the article is not going to tell us what made him conclude that, or come to that conclusion, rather, that Sherry was actually a reptilian masquerading as a human. Watching hours and hours and hours of David Icke just makes it more difficult to think about a situation like this. <laughs> makes sense. Because um, which one was doing the thing because of the invisible alien? She actually, I, I was just scrolling through her website while I was, you know, talking there while you were talking. She has a couple articles I'm definitely going to go into. One um, is Sherry Schreiner, a cult, saw up against her. Um, Barbara... Is she a gang stalker? Going gang stalking victim? Maybe. Oh, that's a YouTube <coughs> video. We'll watch those later. Definitely have to do another episode about either Sherry Schreiner or the story in general. But that was just a kind of quick little introduction. You guys can check out the store when that episode comes out for shirts. Justice for a little fish. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> I'm going to do that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, J.K. Rowling, I don't like Harry Potter. Neither do I. Is that polarizing enough? Probably. Probably more that than was polarizing. one of the things we, like, really agreed on. Man, we bonded over how much we genuinely... Well, see, I don't have disdain, and it's funny because I genuinely like the one movie out of all of them that all the diehards seem to say is the worst, which is genuinely a nice sign of... It's just a good example of, 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 of how much I don't like Harry Potter. I like the worst one. <laughs> I never got into Harry Potter. Um, I Alfonso read Caron. the first... What? Alfonso Cuaron. Cuaron. Alfonso I like the first two books. I got those for Christmas, and then I just wasn't really interested. I don't know. I think reading that first book from cover to cover and not enjoying it, but still finishing it, was what made me into the man I am today in terms of book reading. Yeah. Being that... I know I don't want to read a book beyond a certain amount of pages, and I'll judge that book by its fucking cover by that point. Understandable. It's like, ah, 22 pages of garbage, let's go back to the cover and decide if I should have ignored that parable. <laughs> Adage? Adage? 
adage? Parable? It's not a parable. Mm-hmm. It's not an adage. It's a saying. We'll go with that. Sayings general and... I hope that works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't like Harry Potter. But Hitler's interesting. Yes, he is. That's, that was a great again, segue. Like, how do you like this? <laughs> uh, polarizing. That should just maybe be the name of the first episode. Polarizing. Is it? Uh, Nazis. Harry Potter, I don't really understand how you could get those two together. Well, I didn't until I stumbled upon uh, someone named David Livingston, and I believe that was through Freeman TV. But I have two books, a book, one book. One. I still haven't read it, but I've read a bunch of his articles over and over and over again on his website. His website is conspiracyschool.com, and uh, he's, he's noticed a lot of satanic symbolism and overt occult symbolism as well, and just a very strong nature being employed in, in all of, at least the film adaptations. I guess that technically means in some way that's the books as well. But he's saying that there are parallels between the occult ideology of the Nazis, being that there is a race of pure-blood supremacists, which he calls analogs of the Aryans living in the wizarding world, comprising of a separate shadow society or Illuminati-type group where magic is practiced and believed in, and they keep themselves hidden from non-magic. Non-magical humans, sorry. Those are known as muggles. Again... I'm fucking lost, and we're one paragraph into this article I'm going to read out to you guys, so there's that. Originally, the two worlds supposedly coexisted, and as typical occult rationalizations for secrecy, practitioners of magic decided they were persecuted for too long and decided to choose to operate in the shadows. And then the pure-blood supremacists are told, no, 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 don't breed with them, they're dirty, the muggles. <laughs> You'll dilute the purity of your blood. That's a measure of your wizarding magic and abilities. However, Rowling's familiarity with Nazi ideology may be more than a passing coincidence because there's an author who wrote a book, The Falsification of History, which I have not read. He reported that he had been in contact with a mystery man who made some assertions saying there are fascist sources for the series. I mean... You read the first two books. Mm-hmm. Does that sound right? Mm. Is it a stretch to say that there's parallels? Or is it strong enough to call it an analog for Nazis? From what I know about this topic, just from us talking about it, I could see that. I could understand that a bit more. But, I mean, when I read these books, I wouldn't have picked that up. Because I was, like, ten. Eleven, twelve. <laughs> so you were an eleven-year-old obsessed with Hitler. Not you know, give it a few years, I guess, but um, none of that. Like part, that little but... girl from Pole. <laughs> yes. I don't remember her name. Kind of forgot I'm the one presenting information. <laughs> <laughs> this man, though, he claimed that he was the father of one of Rowling's children. One? I don't know. Does that mean that she had more than one? I don't know. Does that mean that she, I, I should have researched this? Does she not even have one child? And this man's saying that he's the father of a child. She doesn't even say she has. I don't know. He I, says that he, he was the grandson of Adolf Hitler and Unity Mitford of the notorious Mitford sisters who achieved contemporary notoriety for their controversial and stylish lives. 
While their feuds were made very public and private, these sisters definitely were just average sisters. Unity Mitford, who was conceived in the town of Swastika, Ontario, Canada. I'm from Canada. Yeah, she is. Yeah. And we're, f I almost said filming. So, I mean, there's a bunch of cameras filming us because we have smartphones and laptops. Yeah, there you but go. we're in the good old... Is this the Corn Belt? Is there... Is that, I, I would it, isn't assume. Isn't part of Tornado Alley? Oh, that's like Kansas. Oh, okay. Or Arkansas. Kansas seems about right. I think it's Kansas. They have, yeah, well, they it's not Arkansas, it's Kansas. Arkansas just has Kansas in it. Arkansas. Arkansas. Arkansas? You ever looked at how Arkansas is spelled? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, that took a while. Uh, yes. <laughs> Over in Canada, her family owned gold mines, and they were famous for the adulation and friendship with Hitler. Unity Valkyrie Freeman Mitford had befriended Ernst Hengsfangel. <laughs> I'm guessing that's right, and by guessing I mean I looked up three videos on YouTube <laughs> trying to find someone, and then I chose the robot voice that was transcribing Wikipedia videos into YouTube videos. Automatically, I think it's called Wikitube. <laughs> uh, the man who supposedly discovered Hitler and advanced his career in Germany, he had lived with his sister Erna in her home. The authorities suggested that Hitler was romantically involved with Erna or had romantic affections for her at the very least. Old Handy. <laughs> I guess it'd be Hanfi. Hanfi. Hanfi, nicknamed Putzi, was born in Munich, the son of a German art publisher, and had an American mother. His mother was Catherine Wilhelmina Hein, daughter of William Hein, nephew-in-law of American Civil War Union Army General John Sedgwick, Duke Ernst II of Saxe-Coburg and Gotha, the older brother of Queen Victoria's older brother Albert, was the godfather of old Handy. <laughs> Hanfi. Despite his close relationship with Hitler, Hanfi, or Putzi, was a German businessman he had keys to the round table conspirators like Walter Lippmann and the highest echelons of power in the United States, right up to the office of the president at the time. We'll go into people like Lippmann and the round table and other things like that in the future. Yeah. The CFR and other things that if I keep trying to talk about right now, I'll sound too stupid to go into. But it was Lippmann who recommended Alan Dulles, future head of the CIA, as a top recruit for Colonel House's plan to use the United States Relief Program in Europe after the war as a cover for intelligence activities. Because that's how America do. He decided that America wouldn't join any scheme for world government without a change in public opinion, because that's what we do with the world. We have very, very, very important people who you'll never even hear the name of who decide that they're going to put a bunch of people around a fitting round table and just have them decide how they can manipulate society and make society think they want to act that way. So maybe next time you look in the mirror and think about how sad you are that you don't look like the person you think is fucking cool, it'll make you feel a little less shitty that you you don't, because they want you to. That's good advice. Yeah. I know, I was just spitting out things to make you feel good. That's too hard. <laughs> or do. It <laughs> sounds weird. Are. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
They formed the Royal Institute for International Affairs in 1920 for the purpose of coordinating British and American efforts. They also formed an American branch known as the Council on Foreign Relations, which was mentioned earlier. Founded in the following year by Colonel House and Walter Lippmann, with the financial assistance of John D. Rockefeller, Jr., the early CFR included members like J.P. Morgan, Paul Warburg, and Jacob Schiff, all financiers of the Hitler regime. Mm, that's and, a list. And when you say it like that, you have a list that's like, oh, look at how many people were there. They did this one thing, but... Just one person out of that list of only three of early CFR members pretty much had a hand in controlling, again, why people look in the mirror and feel shitty about the way they look, or why we all eat empty, barren, nutritionless food. Mm-hmm. So once again, we'll look into those things in the future because they deserve a deep dive and not just a half-assed regurgitation of a very intelligent person's article. After meeting Unity and Diana, though, Hitler described them as the perfect examples of Aryan women. This is polarizing. Hmm. Her middle name was Valkyrie after the war maidens in the opera of Wagner, Hitler's favorite composer and a friend of Unity's grandfather, Lord... Reedsdale? Sure, Reedsdale. Reedsdale had also translated books by Houston Stewart Chamberlain, whose racial theories influenced Hitler's Mein Kampf. See, we're going places, people. Pierce Jones reported that Mitford saw him and said it seemed more than a hundred times no other English person could have anything like that access to Hitler. Hitler's inner circle, however, suspected she was nothing more than a British spy. Nevertheless, when Hitler announced the... Oh, there's another one. Anschluss? In 1938, Unity appeared with him on the balcony in Vienna. So you have... You have already just... just Again, I know I should have looked. Again, by this point, yeah. I could have figured out if Rowling does have children. And if this man is saying that one of those children is the grandson of Hitler. Or grandchild of Hitler. Or if she has no children officially and there's a fucking secret grandchild of Hitler that's related to J.K. Rowling. I don't know. But Unity shot herself in the head days after. Oh, that escalated. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, she didn't like that Britain declared war on Germany. But also mm. had failed to kill herself and eventually died of pneumonococcal meningitis. Oh. Pneumonococcal. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, lost myself. Where do we go from here? Uh, the monococcal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Martin Bright, an investigative journalist, revealed in an article he titled The New Statesman that evidence suggested Unity may have faked her injuries to hide the fact that she was in fact carrying Hitler's child. <laughs> While Unity and her sister Diana turned to fascism, Jessica turned to the political left. Diana was first married to Brian Walter Guinness, heir to the barony of Moyne, before she divorced him for Sir Oswald Mosley, with whom she was having an affair. <gasps> Mosley was a devotee of Aleister Crowley and the founder of the British Union of Fascists. It's funny how you can't get away from that name. I feel yeah. like it will come up in every single episode we ever do. Probably. 
Uh, there's a lot of names and a lot of fancy people. Fancy people. I don't they... think the names are really going to keep coming up, but it's a bunch of daughters of round tablers and important people, and then that person's father died. Mosley became <laughs> Sir Oswald Mosley, sixth baronet of Ancoats. In 1931, Mosley went on to study the tour of the new movements of Italy's Benito Mussolini and other fascists, so he had fun, <laughs> and returned convinced that it was the way forward for him and his Britain. He was determined to unite the existing fascist movements and created the Britain, British Union of Fascists in 1932. Diana and Oswald married in secret in Germany in 1936 in the Berlin home of Joseph Goebbels, where Hitler was one of the guests. Because you gotta invite him. Mm-hmm. True. I mean, we know what happened. Oh, Diana. Jessica's first marriage was to Esmond Romilly, who was a nephew by marriage of Sir Winston Churchill. Jessica renounced her privileged background at an early age and became an adherent of communism. Jessica became a well-known writer, the author of The American Way of Death in 1963. Mm -hmm. Jessica then married Robert Trehoft, a Jewish-American lawyer. Trehoft founded... Trehoft, Walker, and Bernstein in 1963, a law firm which represented the Congress of Racial Equality, an African-American civil rights organization that played a pivotal role in the civil rights movement. Founded in 1942, its stated mission is to bring equality for all people regardless of race, creed, sex, age, disability, sexual orientation, religion, or ethnic background. So, you know... <coughs> good, good stuff. <laughs> mm, probably should have looked at where I was. Uh, Constantia. Yeah, so in the 60s and 70s, there was a Black Panther member, James Foreman. He had lived with and had two children from Constantia. Constantia. Man, I did it again. <laughs> Romilly. But they gave me another out. There's a nickname. Dinky, which is far <laughs> more fun. Uh, the second and only surviving child of Jessica and Esmond, we get to call Dinky. That's the thing. It's way better. Romilly, the second and only surviving child of Jessica, and I said it again. During the 1970s and 80s, Foreman received a Ph.D. from the Union of Experimental Colleges and Universities, which sounds like it's going to back you up real well. Uh, he was... Um, let's see. In 1971, Hillary Clinton worked as a summer intern for Trehoff's firm, which also represented anti-Vietnam War protesters, the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, and the Black Panthers. Controversial. Ooh. But here's the fun part. Really, I mean, there's... Only a little bit left here, and it, it definitely gets pretty fun. And this is, this is I mean, most people are probably like, um, Hitler and Harry Potter. I don't want to hear this. <laughs> but, I, I, did J.K. Rowling named her daughter after Jessica Mitford. She said, Jessica Mitford has been my heroine since I was 14 years old. Hamer reported that the mystery man he had been in contact with was told by Jessica Mitford that his grandparents were her sister, Unity and Mitford, Unity, Mitford, and Adolf Hitler. 
Sorry. The man said that in the early 1990s, he, Jessica Mitford, and Trey Hoft, who was apparently J.K. Rowling's handler, brainstormed the entire Harry Potter story on a long train ride while Rowling took extensive notes. The man also said it was based loosely on the C.S. Lewis Narnia tales, but that he had no idea at the time that all the references to pedophilia, witchcraft, and Satanism were going to be incorporated into it. How's Definitely. that for a <laughs> statement and a half? <laughs> the mystery man also told him that the scar on Harry Potter's head was the symbol of the British Union of Fascists, founded by Oswald Mosley, who married Jessica's sister Diana. The symbol also recalled the double thunderbolt, or Sig rune, of the Nazi SS. The symbol was derived from the secret of ruins in which Volkish, Volk, Volkish, uh, mystic Guido von Liszt borrowed from the Theosophy of Madame H. B. Blavatsky, as well as ancient Aryan, Teutonic, and Indian legend to create a unique system of rune magic. The racial ideas of Blavatsky concerning root races and the emergence of a spiritually developed Aryan man during the Aquarian Age were avidly accepted by the 19th century German nationalists who mixed theosophical occultism with anti-Semitism and the doctrine of the racial supremacy of the Aryan or Indo-European peoples, says Livingstone. That's a lot. That was a vessel. I mean, beyond the word amount... It's just a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that thunderbolt's on the kid's head. It is. All hairy water. Oh, poor Daniel Sadcliffe. <laughs> so he says there are a number of parallels between the lives of the Mitford sisters and Harry Potter characters, which were noted in the American Communist newspapers, People Weekly News. And this is where I really have no idea beyond random names and terms and words I've heard passed along and seen pictures of kind of in relation to, so I sort of can half-ass my way through a conversation where I don't want to say I don't like Harry Potter so the conversation ends sooner because you always end up hearing, WHAT?! And I fucking hate having to talk about it. Relatable. But he says that Narcissa Black, and I don't care if words and names are said wrong, that's the fun part. You don't like it if that's the case. Narcissa Black is an analog to Diana Mosley, married to a Death Eater, Lucius Malfoy, Oswald Mosley. Her sister, Bellatrix, an analog to Unity Mitford, was herself a Death Eater, and her favorite of Lord Voldemort, obviously Adolf Hitler. I say obviously like I've read it. Andromeda, analog to Jessica Mitford, married the muggle-born Ted Tonks against her family's wishes as Jessica eloped with her cousin Esmond Romilly. Thus, Andromeda was a black sheep of the traditionally pure-blood supremacist black family. Rowling draws several parallels between the pure-blood supremacist and Nazism in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, the belief that pure-blood wizards have the right to subjugate the muggle world and view themselves as a master race. Laws requiring muggle-borns to register with the Ministry of Magic and rounding up undesirables. Sounds pretty... like Schindler's Listy to me, when you say it like that. But, I guess, someone should read this whole article and tell me that after reading it, and growing up with being an avid reader of the books, how much that actually parallels because 
I could just be off. But it's a compelling and fun read. Hitler and children's characters. Huh. It's like that... What was that term for all those, like, YouTube channels that were playing just really strange, like, children's... The Elsa Gate stuff? Yeah, that one... Oh, fuck, what was it called? Oh, the Fingerlings? Yeah. Father Finger? Yeah. Mother Finger, Father Finger? Um... Shit, yeah. I forget what it's called. But yeah, all those fucking videos and the, like, Hitler AI fucking... Yeah, that was cool. Should I be swearing? Yeah, I can swear. Yeah, you can say whatever you... Well, I mean, you can say whatever you want. Um, you just can't incite violence. Oh. I mean, there are sure told me that before. changing definitions of hate speech. So complicated nowadays. I just want to eat ham sandwiches under the moonlight with people I care about. And everyone's telling me that, oh, it better be multicultural bread. It can't just be white what about the ham, though? Not everyone eats ham. I don't care about vegetarians or vegans. They could eat the bread, and if the vegans, they wouldn't be there because I'm not friends with them. Well, then. <laughs> it's time for Mother's Middle Bits. Oh, yeah? <coughs> I mentioned Alex Jones earlier. Does that excite people? Probably in two different ways, depending on, well, I mean, let's face it. The kind of person who'd be excited that something bad happened to Alex Jones probably isn't listening. But True. Alex Jones offered a million-dollar reward because of the FBI investigating for child porn planted on his InfoWars server. The FBI told Alex Jones someone planted the child pornography on the servers of his InfoWars website, and on Friday... The controversial radio host offered a $1 million reward for any information leading to an arrest. How's that for a statement? Someone told him it was planted there. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Federal authorities have been conducting a child pornography investigation for several weeks after they reviewed email threats made against Jones that contained links to child pornography websites, according to his attorney, Ole Norm. My understanding is that they have a company that reviews all of their emails they receive, and that there were 12 suspicious ones that appeared to be threats against Jones, but actually contained child pornography. Thanks. Mother's Metal Bits! Dun dun. <laughs> that, was, that was good. Oh, AJ. These were making his rounds, though. You know, it makes you wonder, is he making his rounds again for publicity or because of legitimate controversy? Is there even mm. such thing as legitimate controversy because we live in a, like an outraged society and an oppression opera? But you can't have a fat woman who's white? I don't understand. But somehow this makes more sense than I think it does. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Mothman! Yes, the Midwest Mothman. Mothman! Midwest. <laughs> so, um, Midwest Mothman, which is the Chicago and greater Illinois area, as well as Michigan, Indiana, Missouri, and Wisconsin. So, if you're familiar with Mothman, which I'm sure you guys are, what was the movie that had Richard Gere? Is that who was in it? Mothman Prophecies. Prophecies. Yes. Um, 
So this differs a bit from the Point Pleasant, West Virginia uh, sightings that happened between 1966 and 1967. Um, so those ones, people think that when the Mothman made an appearance, people saw it um, right after something bad happened, like, was it? There's an accident, and then the bridge thing. Maybe a couple other things I can't really remember off the top of my head. I feel like there's always articles mentioning that there were, like, what, kidnappings or murders? And yeah. Mentioned stretch things, too, and say muggings. And... Yeah. So that's pretty much the only difference between um, the Midwest Mothman is all the sightings they didn't. Uh, what followed it after wasn't like some, you know, horrible accident or anything that we just mentioned. Um, they're just sightings. Um, descriptions are basically the same. It was anywhere between six to nine feet tall. Uh, dark skin. Some people claim it to be covered in fur. Others say it was human-like or leathery looking. Um, everyone, almost everyone has said that it has <laughs> wings. <laughs> um, did you want to add something? <laughs> I just got distracted thinking about Hulk Hogan oh. and hot dog skin. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Do tell. Anyway, so um, basically everyone said that it, the the Mothman that they saw um, has wings. Uh, the size vary from medium size to large size, uh, almost the length of its body. Um, another thing was glowing eyes, too, which was something like, because I read the majority of the ones that were... Oh, the entries that were on the Singular 14 website, uh, which compiled a huge list of sightings of the Midwest Mothman between uh, the first one, 1969, to present day, 2019. Um, yeah, the glowing eyes, they ranged in color from red, yellow, orange, and green. Most of them said they're red. And That's what you would assume you'd see on a Hulk Hogan skin, <laughs> moth-like creature. Hey, like it. We're trying to be all inclusive. You said dark skinned. Maybe it didn't have dark skin. It might so be these settings were at night. Would that be a seal? See, a creature of color? Creature of color? <laughs> I'm not allowed to have this conversation. I'm C-O-C. white. And she's white. Crowsner Conformity is a cool band. Let's move on. Okay. Um, so, like I, I just mentioned, the singular Fortean website. I can't pronounce shit, so maybe I, I can't pronounce that. Whatever. I just tried to pronounce it's German it. names. Yeah, I know. For was, an entire section. It was fun watching you so, struggle. I'm an asshole. Keep going. Anyways, <laughs> um, the latest uh, sighting was from uh, April 12th, 2019, when a semi truck driver claims to have collided with a miniature Mothman in Wittenberg, Wisconsin. Oh, I, uh, watch out, watch out, watch out. Ah! <laughs> I wonder how small he is. I need to look. Maybe he's so tiny and cute. Maybe he's just a squirrel. Who knows? Um, <laughs> another really interesting thing, too. I counted all of the entries of, of sightings, and there's 94 of them. And 72 have only... Er, er, oh, my God. 72 of the 94 have been from the last two years. Which is very interesting. And all... In mainly in one state. Yeah, they're basically mainly in Chicago. Yeah, um, all those ones were mostly Illinois area. And it's gotta be Wisconsin. Gary, Indiana, right? Hmm? 
Hmm? Gary, Indiana? It's gotta be a Gary, Indiana. The situation matches the smell. <laughs> I don't know what that joke is, because I'm Canadian, yeah. but I'm gonna laugh. Now, one day we'll drive by Gary, and I'll tell you to don't not, just don't roll the windows down. But, you know, I would. Because you need to understand. I've been through Hamilton, Ontario, maybe which smells a, like trash. Maybe, like, uh, or even, you got the Lay's factory up in Beloit, just smells like liquid diarrhea spray for some reason. Oh, yikes. Like that fart spray kids would spray in... Oh, the joke spray? In class. Do you remember the fart markers? Did you guys have those? They were like... This is fucking Canadians. There were markers. markers. Like, you know, like a thicker, uh, like, Sharpie or those, like, Mr. Scent markers. Yeah. Yeah, one of those. I should know that. Magnum. (laughs) Magnum. Yeah. But it was like... It was fart scented. Which wasn't fart scented. It was... It just smelled. Like shit. Like chemical... Chemical shit. shit. Yeah, chemical shit. I guess. I had nothing to compare it to, but... They were like joke markers. The fart spray. The fart spray. Fart spray, fart marker. Mm, I'm not finding fart... I'm finding the fart spray that was branded as the one I remember. Liquid ass. (laughs) Oh, yeah. What do you think it could be? I, I was literally done that. And then I have another section of something I'm, I'm going to talk about after with the, with the Mothman. But I don't really know. Cryptids are a thing mm-hmm. that I'm unsure of pretty much any time. But at the same time, what is a cryptid? I guess maybe things seemed a lot less interesting when I looked at it like, oh, this has to be a creature. And mm-hmm. by creature, it has to be like some animal we've never fucking seen before, like Bigfoot or fucking Nessie, which yeah. apparently... They've oh yeah, like done DNA shit, and they're like, we found remains of Nessie. Yeah, another thing too is uh, with the Midwest, you guys also have Dogman. Mm-hmm. And Mothman has been seen in places where Dogman has supposedly been seen. Mm-hmm. So, what's the difference between Dogman and Mothman? One flies, maybe. I think that's true. One has wings. It's hard to find anything but the same thing repeated about. Dogman. Yeah. Probably because no on one's that. going and asking these people. That was like the first time I was here. Your mom mentioned it. And then when you guys were talking about it, I'm like, what the fuck is Dogman? Mama's terrified. Mama is terrified of the Dogman. She is. It's sad and cute. But we've had a lot of talks about what we think it is on the car rides to and fro places and. One of the things that her friend told her about was that she believes it's like a mangy bear, which is a malnourished, sickly bear. And if you look up pictures of that, eh, kind of see the resemblance. Because like bears with no hair, def- like werewolves. If you deprive a bear of food <laughs> and give it mange, it can fucking fly. <laughs> We're in the wrong business. We should be making flying mangy bears. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> well, if this doesn't fucking work out, we know what to do. <laughs> um, so are you familiar with the term tulpa? Enough to get through podcasts that are interesting that are talking about it. So that's some people's theory. Like, there's lots of theories. Is obviously with these sightings. 
and anyone with a brain can figure out, you know, either maybe they did really see it or they're just jumping on the bandwagon because they heard about it and want their story and their 15 minutes of fame and whatever. But with the sightings also comes what people's opinions and what they think it might be. Um, Talbo is suggested as being one of them. I guess I should probably say what a Talbo is for people that might not know. Typically the easiest way to explain an idea. Yeah. Explain so, it. Talbos are seemingly sentient, autonomous, mental companions objectively experienced by the psychonaut as a separate being with their own agency, emotions, preferences, thoughts, and character. They can be likened to a separate mental consciousness existing alongside the psychonaut. A thought form. Basically. Yeah. Now, Talpas, I always get confused. Are Talpas a physical being that you can manifest, or is it just mental? I don't know, because I hear that term and that egregore. Oh, they're mental companions. Yeah, I see. And an yeah. egregore is where you make it physical? I believe so, yeah. Um, so that's been a theory. And, like, I think that could kind of explain it in terms of why there's been a spike. Like I mentioned earlier, those numbers, 72 out of 94 sightings, um, happened in the past two years. That kind of makes sense to me. But also, on the other hand, too, it's just like, can you, like, collective consciousness, could you create a tulpa? So that would be like, you know, all these stories being passed around and people thinking about, you know, one thing that everyone kind of agrees what it looks like, the Mothman. And like I explained earlier, the description of them hasn't changed. Like, the only things that are variable is small things like the height. Well, but the general look of it... You know, it's got glowing eyes, it's tall, and has wings. Well, TV shows program people with ideas all day long to kind of create the same concept of an outcome. Mm-hmm. You have the news who paints a narrative all day long, and they only include certain little pieces of what actually happened, and in the end, you have the majority going around regurgitating something that really didn't totally even happen. That's true. Um, another interesting sighting, too, that happened uh, was on February 22nd, 2019. Uh, there was a man on his way home. Uh, it was around 8 p.m. at night, and suddenly a large creature quickly crossed the road 30 feet in front of his vehicle and then proceeded to disappear on the other side in the wooded area. Uh, the man described the creature as being 8 to 9 feet tall, leathery, and having large membrane-like wings attached to his back, extending over the top of his head. Um, Steve Buscemi on a Saturday night. <laughs> Steve Buscemi on bath salts in his old Halloween <coughs> costume. <laughs> um, the reason I bring that one up, though, is he believes it to be a warning or a harbinger. 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 I can never pronounce that word. Harbinger. I just say harbinger. Mod. Look at the harbinger of doom. <laughs> Who the fuck's Marge? Maud. Did I say Marge? I, I don't know. I said Maud. Maud? Maud. Maud? Maud. From Golden Girls? Sure. Those are Maud and Golden Girls. I don't I'm know. pretty fucking sure there is. <laughs> but, yeah, and he even used the term Nephilim. Nephilim or Nephilim? Nephilim. Oh, my God. So this is the podcast where 
I can't fucking pronounce anything, and you struggle with foreign names. And then so. act like I can pronounce the words she can't, and probably can't as well. So, you know what? Who cares? You I mean, it. technically, it's, it's like a hobby out there for correcting people mm-hmm. when they're wrong, so... Pull the internet. All we're really doing is giving them something to do. Yeah. No, that means that we'll get comments, and they'll be like, um, actually... Yeah, we're giving the actually cool. something to do on Saturdays. We'll be the friends. They can, well, maybe they consider us that annoying friend that... They'll be the friend you yeah. get mad at every time they get what you want. They can take their aggressions out on us, and that's okay. I mean, do you do that over the internet? Or everyone else? Anyways, um, yeah, so I found that interesting as well. Because, uh, Nephilim, Nephilim, they're fallen angels. So, obviously, you know, as a religious man... That's his opinion or experience, which uh, that one also was pretty significant too. Because like the other, like pretty much like the past two years, um, those were the ones that I like read the the stories about. That was really the only like religious based one, which um, is surprising. Yeah. So, and I want to like talk to this guy too, because like it just seems interesting, but. More interesting for some reason. I don't know. But yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it for that. There was another little story too uh, with Lon Strickler from uh, the website Phantoms and Monsters. Um, he posted an article from May 2018 uh, where he tells the story of a conversation he had with an eyewitness who contacted him. Um, he went as far as to basically say at the end that uh, he was like pretty attached to this guy, like, they had, like, a really deep connection, and it answered a lot of questions for him and helped him kind of decide his opinion on it as well, and, yeah, so, basically, um, in the interview, the witness uh, recalls his encounter in 1981, when he was 13 years old. He suffered terrible abuse and through his parents, and he sought out solitude in his backyard. Um, during this time, he was in the backyard, uh, he claims he would employ a self-taught form of meditation uh, that helped him cope with the abuse by his parents. Um, during this particular meditation, he remembered entering a deeper level of spiritual awareness that felt more heightened than his normal meditations. Um, he also described, like, during this, he felt an unknown presence, and as he came out of his meditative state, he noticed a pair of intense, glowing red eyes staring at him across the alleyway. Um, he said he was, like, frozen with fear. He couldn't move. His eyes were open. He knows he wasn't dreaming. Like, he, you know, was aware and everything. Um, he described seeing a thin black human-shaped creature standing against his neighbor's garage. Uh, the creature was about seven feet tall and had wings extending above his head. Uh, he said the creature as well began communicating with him in a telepathic form, but was more intent on garnering his attention rather than expressing any information. And during the five to seven minutes uh, that he was communicating with this creature, uh, he said he felt a range of emotions from tranquility to terror. So basically, after this sighting, um, he said he kept it, kept, kept it, <laughs> kept it to himself and didn't talk about it uh, his entire life until he was in college and was around way more open-minded individuals. Uh, yes, because you got to wait till the shirtless 
dread-headed white boys playing guitar next to the tree in the quad singing about water to be able to talk with people who would understand meditating some strange glowing-eyed thing into existence. I had an experience with a glowing-eyed thing once, and then I realized I was just very tired staring at a box of hamburger helper. It had glowing eyes. That's kind of terrifying. (laughs) Oh, yeah, so like I mentioned, um, Lutlon said he felt like a really deep connection with the guy. Um, He also said that it confirmed to him that uh, this being is a, an actual being, like a flesh and blood, extra-dimensional or extraterrestrial entity that is either attracted to certain people or summoned by specific f- forces. That's why uh, they created Lady Gaga. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, that's another episode. Things like that. Things like that. <laughs> well put. Um, she so the- was born that way. <laughs> oh, God. So, the man believed that he, personally, like, just with his experience, um, he was being sought out because of the abuse he suffered through his parents, and feels there may be more than one winged being, um, that, you know, that all the witnesses claim to have seen, um, as well, and that it just happens, basically, happenstance. There's no rhyme or reason, doesn't bring any, you know, crazy stuff. Afterwards, like, you know, bridges collapsing, that's all a coincidence, pretty much. I don't really know. No. It's one of those things, the more I read about, the less I understand. It's just, it's bad <laughs> when the thing that makes the most sense is a thing about metaphysical thought forms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and it leaves you in a place where you feel like you're listening to a show called My Mother the Lizard Person. <laughs> we made it. Our first episode. We made it, did you? Probably not. They Maybe. probably turned it off. I hope so. Don't. Not that they turned it off. That they made it. Oh. Yes. yes. Even if they left it on and left the house and just Bartholomew, their little puppy dog, heard it. <laughs> no. We've got, well, that's... One thing. I should have said Bartholomew. I messed that up. But before we go, one thing I saw... Is that two hours ago, the Daily Star, two hours ago on Sunday, June 16th of 2019, for those who are hopefully listening months into the future, (laughs) the Daily Star posted an article titled, Chernobyl staff saw infamous Mothman flying over reactor just before deadly explosion. What the fuck? Workers in the control room claim to have seen the creature known as Blackbird. Workers claim they saw a terrifying and hideous creature with giant Hulk Hogan hot dog wings, a black headless <laughs> body, and red glowing eyes sending a message of doom just before the deadly explosion. Hmm. That's insanely relevant to... They didn't say Mothman, but, you know, he and she and they have connected the resemblance of that to Mothman and said that it was to have risen above the horizon of Chernobyl and Priapat before the explosion. Hmm. That's the other thing, too, is uh, there's very few Mothman sightings that happen during the day. Or, like, when it's, like, you know, like, light-ish out. You ever seen Jeepers Creepers? All at night. Shit. This Mothman. It's 
Speaking of Jeepers Creepers, here's a fun note to end on before I shut this off. Jeepers Creepers 3 director Victor Selva is a convicted pedophile, and if you haven't seen the movie, he wrote molestation into the film. Have a good night, everybody. What? Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.